Hi, this is Lori, your host of Happiness Hangout, a space to come and elevate your happiness levels. You, me, and our guests will discuss and help you apply happiness to all aspects of your life, even if you're already happy. Get your daily boost of information to help you feel your best. Well, hi, everyone. This is Lori Peters, and welcome once again to the Happiness Hangout. So glad to have you. And as you know, we talk about all things happy in relationships. We also talk about challenges in relationships and anything that goes around helping your loving partnership be better. So we're very excited today um, to have a dating and relationship coach, Alana Hunter, with us. And we're going to be talking about all kinds of great uh, areas around that. So this show is really for those of you who are out there trying to find a wonderful person, a loving partner in your life. And for those of you who already have one, it'll be a great show to listen to, to, to continue to think about how you fit with that person that you're dating right now. So I want to tell you a little bit about Alana Hunter. Um, our, she is a dating and relationship coach, and she's very passionate about helping people find love. She founded Kickstart Love in 2010 when she was single and intrigued by the world of online dating. As she explored the dating scene, she focused on helping other people write strong profiles to attract high-quality matches. Her clients saw an increase in their matches, and soon they were asking for advice on how to make smart choices about partners and create meaningful relationships in the real world. She started providing individual dating coaching, leading workshops, and writing the dating advice column called Ask Alana. With a bachelor's degree in psychology, she decided to earn a master's degree in clinical mental health counseling to increase her understanding of human desire and companionship. Her clients were finding partners and creating their lives together, but it wasn't until she followed her own advice that she met the man who would become her husband. Today, she continues to develop products and services to help people get results in their love lives. Alana and her husband live in Lakewood, Ohio, with their adorable Australian shepherd. Alana Hunter from Kickstart Love, welcome to the Happiness Hangout. Hi, Lori. Thank you. Well, we're so glad to have you today and very excited to learn more about the dating world, how to do it, and also, very importantly, how to find the right person to guide another through it. Um, we all need a little help here and there, and that's where a coach comes in. So let's start off just telling the audience a little bit about you. And first of all, how, Alana, did you become a dating coach? Sure. Um, you know, it's funny. I think I've always been really fascinated by dating and attraction and relationships. Um, but it wasn't until I was in my early 20s and I was single for the first time um, in my adult life that I started kind of looking around and realizing, you know, oh my goodness, where do people meet each other if they're not in school anymore, if you're not working at a big organization where you have access to tons of eligible single people? Um, so I think I've shared this story with you before, Lori, but I basically uh, decided to try online dating, and I met a guy who, um, you know, was interested in these ideas, and we were actually at an Italian restaurant one night, and we were sharing eggplant parmesan and drinking red wine, and we started talking about, you know, like, wouldn't it be cool if there was a service that could actually help people meet each other? Um, and that guy ran an ad agency, and so he helped me kind of shape those wild ideas into a business plan, and that was the beginning. Wow, that is amazing. So, you know, it's funny. You talk about, I'm going to go off on a tangent for just a minute. You talk about where to find men, and that all depends, of course, on what you want, what your age is, what you love, et cetera. But you're right. If you're not in school anymore and you're not part of, say, a certain kind of organization, like, you know, sometimes you hear people meeting through their own businesses at networking groups and such things. But, you know, unfortunately, sometimes work is where you meet people. And I'll tell you, that can be a very touchy area because obviously at work, there are some companies that have policies against fraternizing 
um, and dating at work, and others don't at all, and that's where people successfully meet. So um, just a curious offshoot here. Um, I know I have mixed feelings about it because I've met people at work before, and, boy, it has been a (laughs) – it was a nightmare, and it's been a good thing. Do you have any personal thoughts about meeting people in the workplace? Sure. Yeah, no, I agree. It's definitely a controversial topic. Um, I think in some ways it's really ideal because people who work together in the same field likely have a lot in common um, and similar lifestyles, and they probably live near each other, and there's a lot going for it. Um in favor of the relationship, however, um, it is putting yourself in a situation where if it doesn't work out, you're going to be seeing this person probably every day, and that can be very uncomfortable. Well, I have to tell you a story. This is funny. I, I was working, I work in college work. I did for many years. Um, but at this point in my career, I was in student services, doing career advising and academic advising, et cetera. So I met um, an instructor. We were at a very small college at a small town, and we finally ended up dating. Ended up dating, and uh, it was a disaster. And the funny part, which it's funny now, it wasn't then. That made it even worse is that he rented the apartment right above me. So imagine oh, no. how fun <laughs> the breakup was. The breakup was just a blast. And then we kept getting back together, breaking up. He left the college, came back to the college, tried to get together again. It was an absolute nightmare. But if it would have went well, the thing about it is, you know, we worked in two separate areas, two separate buildings. It was big enough that we weren't running into each other every day. So in that case, I really was taking less of a risk. And I think if he didn't live above me um, (laughs) twice, twice, yes, he moved out, moved back in. If he hadn't done that twice, um, I think it would have been fine. Uh, if you have a, a very large workplace, and that workplace had lots of people meeting at a college. So there was no policy against it or anything. But um, it really would have been okay. It would have been fine on the breakup. So sure. I think yeah, of course. it's really something people need to think about if they're going to date uh, at the workplace, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I think your your story is a good example. You know, if both people have the emotional maturity to handle it, then it can be all right. Um, but you really do have to check in with yourself and make sure that if you do break up and you see that person, you know, walking hand in hand with someone new, uh, you know, all the time in your face that you're going to be okay. Well, exactly. And a lot of people think they will. And it takes always takes time to get over a relationship. So, you know, it, it certainly can be. But if you if you work right in that same office and see that person every day, I think you're taking, you know, you are taking such a risk. So you really have to prepare yourself. And, and that's really something a dating coach, one of the many things I think a dating coach could help someone through. So I guess I'm going to ask you to kind of tell our listeners, what does a relationship or dating coach do, besides the example I just gave, what can they do for somebody? Sure. Yeah, I think that a lot of people just have blind spots. And so they'll come in for coaching and just kind of put it out there and say, you know, what am I doing wrong? Like, why is this so difficult for me when it seems so easy for so many of my peers? Um, and it's, in the beginning, it can really be baffling because a lot of people who come for coaching are, you know, attractive, successful people who have networks of friends. They have close relationships with families, you know, on the surface. Um, it's, it's true. You know, why should it be difficult to meet someone? And so um, I think the role of a coach is really helping people gain insight into maybe dynamics that they're getting themselves involved in, patterns that are unhealthy. Um, They can provide, um, you know, help with identifying self-limiting beliefs. A lot of people have just beliefs that hold them back um, if they think that they're not worthy of dating someone who's really their equal or someone really amusing. Um, and then the coach's role can really be helping to define and articulate clear goals and action plans to get the person from where they are currently in their life to where they want to be, um, and then holding them accountable along the way and just providing that support, that encouragement to help them achieve those goals. So do you find a lot of people that come for coaching, are they people who maybe have tried it on their own through friends? 
through, um, maybe they've tried online, maybe they haven't, but they've tried and they just can't figure out why they're not getting it right. Do you have a lot of those kind of clients? Sure, yeah. I think that um, most people don't come for coaching right off the bat. You know, it's not like, okay, I'm 18, I want to meet someone. (laughs) Where's my coach? (laughs) It's usually, um, yeah, after people have, you know, maybe they've had their heart broken a few times, maybe they're facing some rejection, maybe they're, you know, they keep dating people who just aren't the right ones, and they feel like it's this dead end, and they just really are tired of it, and they want a professional to help them get better results. So I imagine, you know, some people may come in, I would imagine, and say, um, I think I'm doing something wrong. Or you have clients who might come in with a mindset that say, it's everybody else. I can't find a nice girl or a nice guy. I would imagine different people have different um, levels of self-knowledge on where they are. And I would imagine that you sometimes have to dig a little deeper um, into into what's going on with them and what's causing the issues. Do you find that you, you do that sometimes or often? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I know with your um, your background in counseling, I'm sure that you have great awareness of all these um, of all these processes within a human being. But uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that people come in from all different places, and I think what they is this common desire to have more happiness in their life, to have more love in their life. Um, And so I definitely um, like to meet people where they are and try to understand, you know, what life experiences have brought them to their current place of understanding. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if people have had their heart broken, a lot of baggage can come along with that. We've all been there you know, baggage of self-esteem issues, self-love issues, um, issues around, oh, goodness, issues around um, even physical things that may have happened to them, which is heartbreaking to think that physical damage, you know, might have happened to somebody or physical abuse, but even verbal abuse and or, or just perhaps they can't figure out why perhaps they're getting in their own way. So when, you know, when you've had heartbreak after heartbreak, um, and I'm not saying all clients do that. I, I I absolutely don't believe that's true. Like you said, people all come from different times, different different issues that you know they bring to the table. Some really hard, and and some not as much. Um, I would imagine that you know those are things that have to really be discussed and worked out, um, especially with divorces and such. You know, getting back in that dating world to get somebody really pumped up out there and do that. Yeah, I think a lot of times what I see, honestly, is just people are exhausted by the whole dating process. They're just frustrated Mm -hmm. by it because they keep meeting people who just aren't, you know, who aren't the right match um, and or they're not meeting anyone at all. You know, that happens a lot, too, where people get really isolated. They just go from home to the gym to work to the grocery store back home. (laughs) Um, And so Mm -hmm. helping people kind of experience expand um, in opportunities, expand in possibilities, and just really, you know, reclaim some of that fun, that excitement of just like, oh my gosh, I get to go out on a date and flirt with someone. How fun. (laughs) Yeah, and and some people haven't done that in so many years, whether they've been single or married and and have gotten divorced. They they don't even know, remember how to do it, know how to do it. And so I would imagine part part of your your job, I would imagine, is is, as a coach is part... um, Part training and teaching um, new ways of doing things along with being, you know, kind of a, a happiness coach or a, a go get them kind of, you know, go get them kid. You can do it. You know, an uplifting um, kind of person. They need that uplift as much as they probably need to know technically what to do. I would agree with that. Yeah, I think it's a combination of skill development um, self-awareness, and then also just, you know, emotional support, knowing that somebody believes in you um, and sees that you are, um, you know, worthy of finding someone who's great. Encouragement was the word I was looking for. <laughs> Encouragement. That is Some a people good just word. <laughs> yes, there it is. Somebody who, who says, who, like you said, they, they believe in you. And when you know that you're not al- alone, you know, you're you're normalizing the experience for them. You know, they're not alone. They know you've worked with lots of people who have these issues and can reassure them of that. You know, hey, there's there's lots of coaches out there. 
who help in this world. Um, and that's there's a reason for that, because lots of people uh, need that, and you're not alone. And I think a lot of people take a deep breath when they realize, oh, okay, you know, she or he is here to help me in my specific issues. So when we talk about um, coaching, I'm going to stay with coaching for a minute. So I know that there's, there is person-to-person coaching, and very popular is online coaching. Do you mm-hmm. find that there's a, any difference in the two? Um, I, I, just, I know that you're doing both. I mean, what would you say about a person coming in person or doing it online? Um, any differences, one better than the other? What do you think about that? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I think that there are really pros and cons of each. So in person, um, you know, you get that relationship building um, that maybe happens more quickly when you're in person and you get to see somebody, how they hold their body. Um, You know, you get to see their sense of style, um, their eye contact. So you kind of get all that, all those cues um, that, you know, they're sending out into the world when they are meeting other people and you kind of get to pick up on that and maybe um, reflect that back to them, whether they're doing it really well or if they need some coaching around it. Um, So that would be one plus of meeting in person. Another positive is a lot of people struggle with, um, it's frequently called approach anxiety, but basically the notion of being comfortable going up and striking up conversation with strangers, um, kind of meeting other people, whether it's, you know, in line at the grocery store or if it is, you know, at a singles party. Um, and so I think that those kinds of experiences where you're actually being guided out in public, um, in real world experiences with a coach can be really beneficial. Um, However, there's all the travel time that's involved, um, and I think that that is a real plus of the online or phone coaching, um, where you can literally be anywhere. You can be in your pajamas, in your living room, (laughs) um, getting expertise from a coach, Um, and I think it's especially important for people who really need anonymity. Um, maybe for professional reasons or personal reasons, they want to work with a coach who doesn't live in their community. Um, and I think that's a really great opportunity to connect with a coach who might be in a different state. Um, so those are some, those are some good reasons uh, to do the phone coaching. Um, not just privacy, but also people don't always have access. You know, like dating and relationship coaching is pretty specialized. Um, so if you live in a more rural area um, and you really just wouldn't have access otherwise, I think it's a really great resource. Well, it sounds like there's so many advantages to the online coaching. Like you said, for people who the travel time or don't live in the right place, to be able to do that or don't want people to see them in their community, they feel more comfortable. Um, I didn't even think about the phone coaching, but online coaching you might get the best of both worlds where you can see the person um, through a computer screen. And so you can see some of those, that body language. Um, But then also the phone coaching, you know, allow, you know, would be less of that. So there's really three different options when you think about it and, and really something for everybody. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. For people who are comfortable using the video chat feature um, for online coaching, you definitely can get the, um, all the social cues from body language and fashion sense. So um, that's a good point. Well, this is good for our you know audience to know that there is help out there and that you know it's easier these days to really select a coach that fits best with you, that you really feel harmony with. Um, because you really need that, you know, when you're going through these life issues. It can be pretty, pretty, um, I don't want to go as far as saying traumatic, but I know that, you know, people who have been through a lot and have just had it, and you shouldn't wait that long to get a coach, by the way, but if you do wait that long <laughs> and you finally do go get your coach, you can know that you you can a person that fits with you because it's not just about, you don't have to drive to, you know, Cleveland. Oh, you know, Alana's right here, you know, right here by phone or, or perhaps online. So that's a really, really comforting thing, I think, for people to know. Um, a few minutes ago, I was talking about, you know, deeper issues. Um, people come in for lots of different reasons. They might just need some dating tips. They might want to know how to specifically meet people or, or should they do online dating, shouldn't they? How do they do it, et cetera. 
However, you know, you do run into, like I said, self-esteem issues, self-love issues, even people who have been through trauma for whatever reason through their relationships. So talk to us for a minute about the difference between coaching someone and providing therapy to someone. And and how do, do you know when to do that or when not to do that? Sure. Yeah. And that's something I put a lot of thought into because I am also a licensed therapist. And that is um, how I spend a great deal of my time is working with people um, in more clinical settings. Uh, So I think that there is a great deal of overlap between the two professions um, in terms of uh, that really personal approach of helping people identify what their goals are and then helping them achieve those goals. Um, I think there's quite a few differences, however. So um, if you don't mind, I'm going to divide it into a few categories. Is that all right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So on a certification level, um, therapists are required to receive graduate degrees and then pass licensure exams. Um, And so there's a big screening process to become licensed as a therapist, whereas anyone can call themselves a coach. Um, Now, that is likely changing uh, because coaching has really increased in popularity in recent years as people are seeing the benefits. And so we're seeing um, this cropping up of training programs where coaches can actually get um, accredited. And that is really interesting. And I think that that movement is growing. Um, There's also financial differences. So because therapy is considered uh, a mental health service, Um, It's covered by most people's health insurance, whereas coaching is really paid for out of pocket. Um, It's considered a little bit more of a luxury at this time. Um, And that, I think, is because the therapy does go deeper, um, and it addresses issues such as anxiety, trauma, um, depression, and other concerns that might really be diminishing people's level of functioning or their quality of life. Um, And so I guess I see coaching more as a service for people who are already functioning at an average level, Um, but maybe they feel like something is missing in their lives and they really want to enhance their lives. They want to optimize their lives, if you will, uh, to uh, to go from average to really exceptional. And I think that's the role of a coach. I see. So, so is it fair to say that if somebody, you know, is saying, you know, I'm a little down because I haven't been able to find anybody, that doesn't necessarily mean they have depression. There are certainly episodes of depression that you feel when things aren't going right and you pop back out of it. Um, so does somebody say they're down or not feeling great because they haven't had someone in a long time, a coach can... Would you? Would it be fair to say a coach could probably handle that and work with them on that versus someone who's who shows absolute signs of you know depression and having you know deep kinds of issues? Two different things, but there probably is a little bit of gray in there. Would I be correct in saying that? Absolutely. Yeah. So of course, I mean, if you're struggling with loneliness or self doubt, you're going to feel sad sometimes, and that is normal. That's a normal human experience. Um, And if you're tired of feeling those ways, a coach can be very beneficial in lifting you out of that funk. Um, But if you're at the point where each time you get rejected, you're, you know, spiraling out of control, can't get out of bed, don't want to shower, and are convinced you're never going to meet anyone, um, you might want to go to therapy first and then check out what's going on with the coach later. Yes, and so I want our listeners to understand that, you know, there's a difference there. So so thank you for, for helping me clarify that as well. So, so you know, folks, as you're listening, you, you know, and you think about yourself, you know, and where you are, hopefully that will help you, you know, understand, um, you know, where you should be headed. And if you're not sure, um, there are definitely ways that people can help you to figure out, you know, should you see a therapist or not. So I want our, our listeners to understand that. Okay, so um, relationship coaching, we'll get back to that since that's what we're talking about today. Um, We have brought this up a little bit, you know, um, the kinds of issues people bring to a relationship coach. We've we've mentioned people come because they don't want somebody. Um, They've been out of it for a very long time. Um, They are so used to just going to the gym, the grocery store, and coming home. 
Uh, people might be meeting the wrong people. They, they're, they're just not sure how to do it. Or maybe they want to try online dating or a new way of doing it, but they don't, they don't know how to even begin the process. Sure, technically you can go to anywhere. There's lots of different sites and begin it. But some people are like, what do I say about myself? What do I do? I don't know how to even present myself. So those are, I'd imagine those are some of the things a relationship coach can can deal with. Would you, um, Alana, would you like to expand on that a little bit about, about those areas or some of the things people come to relationship coach for? Sure. Yeah, I think, I think that you hit the nail on the head. Um, I think that people often have, um, yeah, have specific skill sets that they'd like to develop. So maybe they are, um, really phenomenal at their own profession, but, you know, they just don't want to spend the hours of time that it takes to learn how to write a phenomenal dating profile. Um, and so going to someone who has devoted that time and who can just tell you, you know, here are the five things you have to do to, you know, really stand out and actually meet someone great, um, can be a great, can be a great use of your time. Um, so I think that there's just some basic skills that people appreciate. And then I think also some people just want reassurance, um, that they're doing it right. <laughs> uh, so that, cause sometimes it just takes time. Um, and I think that can be really valuable too, just to say, Hey, you know, like it takes everyone a while to get through this process and that's okay. And you're doing, you know, you're on a good path. Mm -hmm. So somebody might just want to run things past you. Hey, take a look at my profile. Um, what do you think of my picture? Um, do you think I'm on the right dating sites? Am I, you know, uh, and you, you said, uh, you mentioned goals before, you know, thinking through what kind of person, you know, do you want in your life? And then, you know, you've really got to know that first and understand that. And some people just say it's the chemistry. And that's a huge part of it. But there are also deal breakers that maybe people need to understand about themselves um, before they go out there or certain things, you know, that they really want. So um, it's kind of a mix of things. And I would imagine a relationship coach helps to clarify that and uh, put that top of mind, you know, with the client before they go out there and just start willy-nilly, you know, picking people that they're only attracted to but not looking at anything else. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah. So so do you have a lot of people that are interested in online dating or what are some of the, the, the major, like, examples or what, what kinds of things that people tend to bring to the table, you know, when you're dealing with people who would like to find a loving partner? Sure. Um, can you can you elaborate on that? Yeah, like uh, you know, I assume you have people who want to find somebody through maybe online dating. But are there people who come to you? Um, they just want to know, you know, tips about dating. Are they afraid that they don't know, you know, what they want? Um, they're attracting the wrong kind of person. Or I guess I'm just asking, what are the some of the major like? like overarching issues that people tend to have when they come to a relationship coach? Oh, sure. Yeah, like why does somebody come to a coach? Um, yeah, yeah I, I think all the things you just mentioned, um, you know, it's really broad. I think people are sometimes surprised to hear how diverse of a client-based um, coaches work with and that I work with. Um, I've worked with, um, you know, 22-year-old graduate students um, who are, you know, just kind of waking up from the stupor, realizing they've spent the last couple of decades of their lives with their noses in textbooks, and all of a sudden they want to date, and they really haven't practiced, and they don't know how, um, all the way to people who have been married for 30 years, and they are suddenly finding themselves single again, and they really don't know if the dating scene has changed or, you know, if they've changed and how to how to meet someone now that they're older. Um, and so there's all different experience levels that people come in with, um, all different, you know, expectations of what they're looking for. And so I think exactly what you were saying, helping people clarify, um, you know, what it is they actually want out of a relationship and what they're bringing to the table to see if they have realistic expectations. Um, and if they want something that they themselves don't embody, um, you know, are they willing to put in the work to be attractive to somebody who they would want to date? 
Oh, that's so well said. You know, are you, are you dateable yourself? And that means mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever that means for that person. Are you really ready? And I'm wondering if a lot of people really don't think about that. They're just so focused on, are they going to like me? Or I need to find somebody who likes me back. But are you yourself really in position to do it? I think that's a really good thing to think through and something a coach could really help somebody figure out. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's something that, you know, I think our audience, as they're listening, think about it. Are you really ready to date? Um, and if you're not, you know, there are people out there who can help you, like Alana and uh, a relationship <laughs> coach. So um, in terms of, you know, you mentioned before about people having a little more anonymity. Um, maybe I don't want anyone to know that I either see a therapist or a coach or whatever. Um, th- there might be fears around people doing this for whatever reasons. Do you? Wh- what kinds of fears have you seen from your clients about, I don't know if I want to do this to see a coach? What kind of fears do people have, and how do you help calm those fears down? Yeah, that's a good question. So I'll say the vast majority of people who come for coaching are really ready, and they're really motivated, and they're excited to do it. Um, you know, maybe it's something they've been kind of researching or hearing about for a while, and, you know, now's the time. They're ready to make this change. Um, but we definitely do see people from time to time who maybe they don't really, maybe they're not quite ready, but you know, their friends or their parents have kind of been pushing them and, you know, think that it's time. Um, And I think for those people, it's really just a fear of change. You know, even if you're at the point in your own life where you realize that, you know, things aren't going exactly according to plan or the way that you had hoped, um, the idea of letting go of the way that you're living right now can be really frightening because it means taking this leap into the unknown. And even if the unknown is this great potential for something wonderful, um, it's it's frightening because you're not sure where you're going to land, and you're not necessarily sure if you have what it takes to get there. Um, and so I think going to a coach means that you are hiring someone to hold you accountable, um, and that means that you're actually going to have to take the steps to change, and that in and of itself, I think, can produce some anxiety. Oh wow! I never really thought about it like that. That the word accountable. This is it's it's like it's getting real now. When you bring somebody else into the process, like a coach, it's getting real, and you're and you're going to have to really um, take it seriously. And I and of course you don't have to continue coaching. Um, you can stop, but I do think it kind of is a uh, a, hit, a hit to the kind of to the to your psyche, like, here we go. I mean, this is going to happen. So you're right. Everybody's scared of change, even if it's good change. And uh, it's, it's easy to come home and hang out with friends or, or watch or, you know, TV shows or get on the Internet and, and just, you know, blow it off over and over and over. A feeling of kind of, of ache or loneliness or knowing that you want somebody to share life um, can hit you to the point where it's overwhelming and it'll push you to take that step. And like you said, people are often ready to do that, but are they really ready to do what it takes? And and what's nice is I assume, Alana, um, one can go in baby steps um, as you're doing coaching. Would that be true? Oh, of course. Absolutely. I mean, a, a skilled coach will absolutely not push you faster than you are ready to move. Um, I think being really attuned to people's emotional needs, if there's intense fear there, spending time addressing that, exploring that, you know, where is this coming from? Um, What are you clinging to? Are these things that you actually want to keep in your life? Or are these things you just haven't really examined? Um, Maybe they're better to shed them to let go. Um, So I think that, you know, it should feel supportive and nurturing. Um, It shouldn't feel, it's not like going to a, uh, a fitness instructor who's going to be screaming at you to do press ups. <laughs> um, right. You know, it should be a fun process, frankly, if it's a dating coach. Um, you know, it should be exciting as you, you know, meet all these people and have all these new experiences um, and learn new things about yourself. Uh, but I think that it is good to kind of recognize and address the fact that there might be some anxiety there. Well, sure. And that's what, what you help do is move past that and, and uh, and go to the next level. But some people, again, will use that word encouragement, are going to need that. Um, 
But, you know, it, it can be fun to just say, hey, I can do whatever I want when I want. Uh, I can go out and hang out with my friends and do the things I have passion around and, and just forget it. But I find that most human beings eventually get that ache where they really just want to look for a person who adds that dimension to their life. And um, those listening to that to our show probably feel that way on their way to feeling that way. So as we talk about, you know, the excitement of coaching and what it can do for you and the fears that can be alleviated, can you tell us a success story or two around people who um, you've coached that, you know, have had some great breakthroughs without details? Of course, we, we would never release that. But mm-hmm. in general, what kinds of things that people – you know, they've been at point A, but they've made it to point Z. Can you tell us a story or two about people who have really um, come through and, and met a nice person? Sure, I can. Um, and you're right. I will try to be as general as possible um, to <laughs> protect their privacy. Um, but I was thinking uh, about two clients, um, one male, one female. Um, and the male client was really struggling with, how and when to reveal information to a partner that he was really nervous about sharing. Um, so it was a it was a medical condition, and he really um, would go on dates with these women who he was very enthusiastic about, and he really wanted to get married, and he wanted to have a life with someone, um, but he was just afraid that he'd scare them off if he told them what was really going on in his personal life. Um, and so through our work together, I was, you know, very fortunate to be able to help him recognize that, you know, the condition did not define him um, and that he had many strengths and many things that were very attractive about him, frankly, um, outside of that one setback. And so eventually he did summon the courage and he spoke with the woman he was interested in about it. And she took it very seriously. She asked him a lot of follow-up questions and really made sure it was something that she could accept in her life. Um, and they, you know, they actually got engaged and they are married now. Um, and every so often I'll get an email and he just sounds so happy and so content now in his life that it it brings joy to my heart. (laughs) Oh, and you know, that's such a great story because everybody has things in their life. Some, uh, are more challenging than others. And, um, you know, there's there's the right timing. I mean, I certainly don't sit down sit down on a first date and blab my whole life story out. But after a while, if it really seems like it's going, you know, relatively well, you you feel a fit with each other and things are going well. Um, there's that just that right time before you know before it gets too far. But yet you know this is a person that you know you are pursuing each other um, for a serious commitment. So I'm really happy to hear that story. That's that's great news. Yeah, and then the female client, um, she was just really frustrated with dating because she was a very social, very outgoing girl, and her friends were all kind of finding partners, and so slowly her social group was um, diminishing, and she was kind of feeling left out um, and wondering, like, hey, what's up? Why haven't I found someone? Why is this so easy for my friends? Um, and so we actually did have to do some deeper work of looking back to her past and um, the model that her own parents had set for her in terms of her understanding of what relationships look like. Um, and eventually her pattern was that she was always, anytime a guy would disappear or not respond to her text or not call her back after a date, she would blame herself and she would just assume it was all her. And so she had this ter- terrible self-doubt. Um, and eventually she was able to recognize that, hey, she's not the only one with baggage. <laughs> and a lot of the guys she was going on dates with also had insecurities, also um, had fears about rejection. And when she was able to address their needs um, and really, you know, confront them if they did things that were not cool, uh, she was able to have a more honest relationship. Um, and she did meet a guy, and they are um, they are still together now. And this, this was a few years ago. Oh, wonderful! See, that's probably a really good learning experience for her, in terms of you know what she wants, what she's you know willing to deal with, and if she's kind of if, if a person is dating the same kind of guy over and over, which is what I did in the past. 
um, it finally hits you in the face that, wait a minute, I'm dating the same guy over and over. And what, what is that with me or what's going on with me? And I think a lot of, you know, people have those kinds of issues. So um, to really realize what, she, what she or anybody wants, um, that's just great news again for her too. So they've been together a few years. I heard you say. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So that was a sweet story. She was, she was delightful to work with. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Well, you know, um, as we talk about, uh, I think everybody could use a coach really, um, in some aspect of their life. And as we talk about this, you mentioned before about between therapy and coaching, that therapy is considered a mental health under the mental health arena. So it's often covered uh, or can be covered by insurance, but coaching is an out-of-pocket expense. Um, can you talk to us about, I, I assume there's all kinds of price points and levels of coaching. Can you tell us a little bit around um, the cost issue or how, you know, what costs might be for coaching? Sure. Um, so without uh, naming specific price points, um, from the research that I've done, it seems like there is a very wide um, spectrum of prices that are based, I believe, largely on a coach's skill level and experience, um, but probably also has factors like the cost of living where they are based. Um, or how much they spend on marketing. Um, so it's really all over the place. And I would just encourage people to think of the upfront cost as an investment in themselves. Um, and a lot of times coaching sessions don't, they don't take that long. Someone might only need, you know, a handful of sessions or 10 sessions to really make dramatic changes in their life. Um, and I remember when I was first starting out as a coach, I was hesitant to charge people because I, I wasn't confident that I was able to give them, um, you know, enough, uh, yeah, enough concrete skills, enough um, to change their lives. And I remember this one uh, male client coming in, and he just sat down and he said, you know, I thought about it, and I realized that this is a good investment for me, and I'm going to do it. And I thought that he meant, um, you know, a good emotional investment, but he didn't. Um, he was he was a software engineer, and he said, um, you know, I've done the, I've crunched the numbers, and I realized that if I meet someone, then we can share our expenses, we can share a mortgage or rent, and we can share grocery bills and utilities, and I'll be way ahead financially in the future. <laughs> And I that sounds like an engineer, Alana. I got to say, that sounds like our engineering friend. I, I just remember staring at him in awe and just thinking, all right, I've got to help this guy find a woman who's going to appreciate this highly logical mind. And he said he ended up marrying um, a mathematician. <laughs> oh, oh what, I'm sorry, who did he marry? Uh, a mathematician. Of course. There you go. Oh, that's great. Oh, my God. But really, logically, that is true. So it really is a great investment. I mean, anything that invests in, in helping, I think, a human being take themselves to the next level, um, a lot of times we learn things also about ourselves that are unexpected um, when we see it from another person's perspective who's, um, you know, who really gets to know you and has the skills to be able to ask the right questions, be a great listener, and also you know, have the right information. So uh, this is really exciting, and I think it's exciting for people out there to know that relationship and dating coaching does exist, that, you know, you can select a person that's the right fit, um, that it is a great investment in yourself, you know, to take you to the next level in learning about you and what you want, you know, out of a partner. So, so I'm really glad that we, um, you know, that we got to talk about that a little bit. Um, tell us about, I know that you provide, um, obviously you provide your licensed therapist and you provide coaching. Um, what kinds of events, I believe you have an event coming up. Uh, not believe, I know you do, obviously. But you have an event coming up. Well, Lori, I hope um, you know because you are a co-host of that event with me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I am aware of it. But, you know, for those of you who happen to live in the Cleveland, Ohio area, um, we do have an event coming up for singles called Date Smart. Uh, do you want to just say a little bit about what that is, uh, Alana? Yes, I would love to. Um, so the event is a panel of dating experts, including your lovely host, Lori Peters. Um, and each host is going to be 
speaking about an area of expertise that they have in the dating world. Um, we are expecting around 50 men and 50 women to join us at a local brewery called Market Garden Brewery on Thursday, February 8th. And um, guests will get to see this show, uh, participate in a lively discussion about dating and relationships, and then engage in interactive mingling. Um, so it should be a really fun night. Oh, yes. I know that it's really going to be a fun night. So it's called Date Smart. If you're in the Cleveland area, um, you can find it. What's the fastest way for them to find it? Just going to the Facebook page? Um, you can go to the Facebook page um, or you can go to kickstartlove.com and then click on the events tab. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, that, that would be very easy. That way you can check out uh, Alana Hunter's and Kickstart Love's website, which is which is really cool and very easy to navigate. Um, so, you know, with that being said, if a person wants to find you, they might want to work with you or just check you out. Um, tell, give us your website again. Sure. It's kickstartlove.com. Kickstartlove.com. Wonderful. And you now you do coaching in person and online, correct? That is correct. Um, and we also do have a lot of free content on the site um, in terms of blogs. There's a feature where you can ask a relationship question and get um, free advice. So there's, um, you know, books that we recommend and other other opportunities to get information if you're not quite ready to actually start coaching yet. Okay. So if somebody decides they, they are interested in coaching, what's the next step to try to find you or get to you? Absolutely. Yeah, so I am listed there as one of the coaches, but there are also other wonderful coaches who have areas of expertise um, or specialize in certain demographics. For example, um, we just hired a wonderful new coach who is providing services for the LGBT community and has great insight into um, gay dating. Um, or people who work specifically with older singles um, and have an idea of the more mature dating scene. So I think that um, it's really great to find somebody who's going to be the right match for you. And so if you're interested in that, um, you can read about that coach, um, and then you can schedule an appointment online, and you can set it up for a time that's convenient for you, and then get started. And you can do that um, in person or online, correct? So if you're if you live anywhere around the country, you can also you can do it online. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this is this is great. It's been a wonderful conversation. Um, I have never had an actual relationship coach talk about coaching and what it can do for people. So I think this is great. And for those of you who are lucky enough to be in a wonderful relationship, pass this on to other people. Make sure they go to kickstartlove.com. Um, they can get lots of free resources. Um, plus, they can do online coaching. Or if you're in the Cleveland area, you can come in person. And check out the wonderful event. So uh, anything else that you wanted to uh, chat about that you've got going on? Or we pretty much covered that. Well, Lori, I just want to say, after getting to know you, I think that you would be a wonderful and inspiring coach. Is that something that you've considered? Um, I would. You know, I've been thinking about that for a while. So um, I'm interested in doing that, too. And I really appreciate um, Alana. She and I have talked a little bit about this before. And, and I am interested in doing that and hope that um, that's going to be reality for me in the next month or so. Oh, wow. All right. Great. <laughs> well, I will look yeah. forward to that. Yeah. So we're chatting about it. And, and uh, and you know, it's something like, you know, you have to have passion around. And, and in talking with Alana before this and, and knowing her a little bit, um, I know Alana has great passion for people and um, loves to see success stories and seeing people thrive. Um, I want to personally say that about you, Alana, and that you have a very beautiful personality and a very um, loving heart. I can really tell. So, I, oh, uh, if you're so much, Lori. about, very, you're very welcome. If you're thinking yes, about that means, that um, means a lot to me. Oh, you're very welcome. And, and if any of you are thinking about it, go out there and and check it out and see what it has to offer. So, uh, Alana Hunter of Kickstart Love, thank you so much. Uh, for being a guest on our show. You were a wonderful guest today on the Happiness Hangout, and we'll see you next time. All right, bye. Thanks. Sure, you're very welcome.
So this is Lori Peters. Want to check out my monthly newsletter and all the great information about happiness and happiness and relationships? Go to my website, www.happinesshangout.net. If you want to get my book, Getting Married at Last, My Journey from Hopelessness to Happiness, it's really a book about hope and love and self-esteem and gratitude. It's a story about my tumultuous love journey, but also it provides information around how you can be your best you to attract the partner of your dreams. You can get it on Amazon.com, Kindle and paperback, or you can go to my website and check it out www.happinesshangout.net. Until next time, this is Lori Peters signing off from the Happiness Hangout. Hi, this is your host, Lori. Want to get more happiness? Check out all the free readings, activities, and my blog at my website. Want to learn how to deal with life's challenges from your positive core? Check out Empowering Yourself to Happiness class, done totally online. You can find it all at www.happinesshangout.net, www.happinesshangout.net. Come explore and feel better wherever you are. This is Lori Peters with the Happiness Hangout. I provide presentations on happiness and well-being to businesses, schools, and anyone involved in wellness and professional days. Check out tons of free resources and activities also at my website, www.happinesshangout.net. Feel better wherever you are. Help us grow the Happiness Hangout Show. Become a sponsor. Businesses and nonprofits, get your info out there to thousands of my listeners all over the world for just pennies. Individuals can also sponsor one or more shows, and you get a shout-out to your favorite charity. Several packages available. Come see what you get and put out there what's important to you. Go to www.happinesshangout.net www.happinesshangout.net for more information.